Being a wife, a mom, and a business owner all at the same time is tough. It's essentially like having three full-time jobs while still only having the same 24 hours in the day. How are you possibly able to do it all? The key to doing it all as a wife, mom, and business owner is that you have to do less. You have to automate, delegate, and have the correct systems in place, both in your business and in your life. I am Shanice Miller, and welcome to my podcast, Do Less. Yes, that's right, do less. It used to be cool to work 60 hours a week, but the world has gotten smarter and realized why spend more time to make the same or less money. I help small business owners build systems and processes to help them scale and find more time for themselves and their families. I'm going to provide you the best practices and all the tools and tips to scale your business. Welcome to my show. Brianka, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. So I know we were talking a little bit earlier, but what is the problem you're facing with scaling your business while being a wife and a mom? Um, I think right now, like the big, the big problem has been like time. Mm-hmm. I feel like when you have a baby, like unknowingly and kind of like against your will, your priorities change. Um, and I mean, they should change. Right. But I feel like, I mean, I was delusional and I went into it thinking I'm going to get pregnant. I'm going to have a baby. I'm going to be out for 12 weeks and then I'm kind of, I'm going to come back and I'm going to be the exact same Brianka. And in real life, like this is Brianka 2.0. Like this is a completely different version of Brianka that I have to like get to know and accept and, you know, like navigate while also navigating a new a new human and like the the feelings and all the things that come along with that while also having a business and clients uh, and and working full time and having a husband. And so I feel like your priorities change and what you thought was like the number one thing becomes like number three. What were some of the feelings that you had that you realized that changed? Um, so I feel like before I had Brayden, I you know, my business was like the number one thing. Like, I feel like before I had Brayden, like that was like the only thing that I cared about. And I cared about everything else, like second to the degree that I cared about my business being successful and serving my clients and doing that well. And I feel like I kind of mourn, you know, that version of myself because I feel like now I have to like compromise and sacrifice so much of that that version of Brianka in order for the good, not good, but in order for the version of Brianka who is present with her son and present with her husband and present in the other areas of her life. Because I did kind of realize after having Brayden that like, I was never fully present in anything other than my business. Tell me a little bit more about that, about not being present. And I, I'm asking you that because I was just having a talk with another friend who has two young kids. And she was saying she missed her old life. Mm-hmm. You know, she wouldn't give up her her kids, but she missed her old life. So Absolutely. what is it? That, yes. Why didn't you feel like you were so connected to anything else besides your business? I mean, I mean, honestly, like, I feel like I didn't really have to be, you know, like I could mm-hmm. like no one requires 100 percent attention like a, like a baby. Like mm-hmm. they can do nothing. They're just like 
like there, like they can do nothing without you. So you have to be present. You have to put your phone down. You have to close your computer. You have to be like talking to them and playing with them and stimulating them and feeding them and changing their diaper and like all these things. And you can't do those things with like one eye open and one eye closed or, you know, it it just doesn't work that way. And they deserve more because they didn't ask to be here, (laughs) you know? So Uh, But I feel like before he got here, it was just kind of like, you know, the people in my life knew that I had a goal. They knew that I was trying to build a business. They respected it. They supported it. And so I feel like they kind of gave me a lot of grace, you know. So if I'm out to dinner with my husband and I'm on my phone, you know, he he gets it, you know. And, And even though he may have, like, found it frustrating, he never communicated that to me because he supported what I was trying to build. But a baby, they're terrorists. They don't care about what you're trying to build. They don't care. <laughs> I was going to say, um, how do you feel not getting that grace anymore? Because you have a baby. <laughs> yeah. I mean, now it's just like, I don't know. Like, I feel like, I feel like in the beginning, like I used to get very frustrated because I was still, I was still trying to juggle it. Now I kind of just lean in. Like when Brayden is not here, I give it a hundred percent to my business, to, you know, whatever I'm focusing on. When Brayden is here, I give him a hundred percent until he goes to bed and then goes to bed and I pick up whatever, whatever I put down. And I feel like one of the things I've realized since having him is that like the idea of like multitasking and juggling and things like that is delusional with a kid. Like it's a lie. It's a scam. <laughs> like you know, and I, I feel like like with the work that I do with like clients, you have to be present. Like you have to be thinking. Your brain has to be like in that work. And so like flip flopping in and out of it just does not work for me. Like I have to either be in that work with my clients, thinking through the strategy, outlining it or whatever, or I have to be saying, No, stop, get down, get that out your mouth. What are you doing? Come here. <laughs> Just play on your mat. Like, you know, I can't do that and do that at the same time. And that was a very tough realization. Mm. So then where does your husband fit into all of this with the juggling? It sounds like he's getting like the short end of the stick here. Not really. So like he, we both uh, made the decision to be like present with Brayden when he's here. So when he gets out of daycare, like we both stop whatever we're doing. We spend that time with him. And then typically when Brayden goes down for bed, like we'll do like, Cause my kid goes to sleep early, you know, seven o'clock it's good night. Like I, <laughs> cause that's mommy. Yes. Time. <laughs> and, and mommy needs it, you know? So at like seven o'clock he goes down and then we'll, we will finish up whatever we were working on. And then we typically will watch a TV show together or do, you know, whatever. But then also like we were very fortunate when Brayden um, was born to have like a nanny and she like became family like i can't her entire family has become like our family and you know when i first moved down here my husband first moved down here we didn't have family down here and so having them has been such a godsend because like they'll watch Braden for date night you know yesterday she watched him so that way i could clean up the house because family is coming in town for his birthday she like put his party favors together. So I feel like because we have them, we have a lot of support that allows us to like be intentional, like with one another, be intentional with him and be intentional with like the things that we care about individually. 
I love that you are essentially delegating some of those mother tasks so that you could have some time to yourself, have time to breathe so you can free up your time. You can do less, but he's still getting that same time and attention. So that is definitely one way I see that you're automating, delegating this process. I I love that. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. My husband calls me the delegation queen. (laughs) Okay. I'll give everybody a chore. Good. (laughs) I was going to say, well, it doesn't sound like this is your problem, but I do wonder because I know some moms have mommy guilt about like, oh, I have my son in daycare. I'm not spending that time with him. Mm -hmm. And the same, some guys are like, oh, you know, we don't need a nanny because back in the day, my mom, you know, did it all. She watched the kids and, you know, you're like, nope. Nah, (laughs) yeah, nah. You and your husband were on the same page? Yeah, not really. No, initially I do think that he had this vision, right, of, oh, like, not not like a housewife, but I do think that he thought that like, well, he provides, so I would just take on everything else. And we had to have a very real, very candid conversation about what that would look like. And for me, it means retiring me while maintaining my lifestyle, in which case okay. I would be doing nothing else except for taking care of the house and the children and things like that. That is for me, not something that I desire, you know, like. So what does your lifestyle look like? Yeah. So what I've always wanted is like, I want my kids to be in daycare because I would like for them to be well socialized. I definitely, you know, want to have my business and things like that. And there are certain responsibilities that I take care of in our house. But there are a lot of things that I delegate. Like we have a cleaning lady who comes if his laundry, because we independently wash our laundry. But if his laundry gets too big and I get tired of looking at it, I outsource it somewhere so it can be washed and folded. Brayden's nanny, you know, now she doesn't have him every day. But when she does have him, she has him maybe like one day a week where she'll get him so that way I can like clean up or have him. If anybody wants Brayden, I let them have him. Here you go. (laughs) Okay. So you're not that like hover mom. (laughs) You're not worried about. (laughs) No, I mean like all of the people who are in our lives who have engagement with Brayden are all very maternal, very protective. Like I have no like worry or concern about the care that he will have with them and so because of that you know when they call and they're like can I get Brayden I'm like absolutely would you like him now or in an hour I can talk to you. Um, you are ready <laughs> his bag is packed <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. And like, even at his, even at his Dia's house, that's what we call his nanny. You know, she has everything that she needs for him. She has milk, she has diapers, she has wipes. Like I can drop him off without a diaper bag nice. and he will come back and he will be nails clipped, clean. I mean, like hair combed out, washed, bathed, fed. He ate better over there than he did with us because she, her and her son, they going to sit and hold him. And, you know, so it's, he, it, like, I, and I feel like, I feel like children need that. Like, I feel like I grew up with a very large community of people who, mm-hmm. you know, I got to experience life with, I wasn't just only with my parents, my aunts would come and get me, my cousins, you know? And I feel like that made me who I am. And that was like one of my biggest fears when we moved down here was that like, dang, my kid isn't going to grow up in community. And so, because that's such a big core value of mine, I feel like it's important that I teach that to him early. Like, if you feel safe to be with your 
friends, your family, your aunts, your cousins, then you can go hang out with them. You don't only have to be, you know, with me. There are other people who love you, who support you, who will show up for you. I mean, his family comes from out of the country, like out of town for every event. I mean, this kid has people flying in from everywhere all the time. And, and to me, like, that's a testament of like, just how like well loved he is. And I take that seriously, you know, and I, I feel like in order to pour back into that, I have to allow those people to show up for him and love him and not feel like I'm some like terror, like, ah, my baby, you know, like into the point that like, I love that. I love that because I think sometimes there is that wonder, Mm -hmm. you know, like I'm trying to protect my baby, Mm -hmm. but then, like you said, you had to let people show up for them in the way they want to show up for them. Mm or else they're not going to show up. And I think it's the same with employees. Mm -hmm. It's the same when you're delegating out. You have to let people show up. If they want to do your chores a certain way and you like it a certain way, there is some kind of give and take. There is that trust that you talked about Mm -hmm. and delegating it out to people, trusting that they're going to be able to do the job and get it done, even if it's not the same way, exactly the same way that you would. And I love that you are saying, even though we have a community of people and they're not around, I didn't let that stop me. Mm -hmm. I found and I hired a nanny. And then that became more of a community for him, even though our immediate family's not in this same area. And I can see how that can kind of pour over into business as well. I know one of the things that you put is that marketing shouldn't be hard. It should be automated. Mm -hmm. So how do you automate and delegate your marketing? Yeah. So like when I got pregnant with Brayden, a lot of my business was manual. Like I felt like the only way to serve my clients was like if I was a person talking to them and, you know, engaging with them and like trying to remember it all. And when I got pregnant, I was like, I'm going to be out for 12 weeks. Like I can't rely on this. And so I started building systems. So like now, like depending on where you are in a program, it sends you an automated email. And it's something that I would typically say like, hey, girl, just checking in. I see you. (laughs) But I'm not responsible for remembering to send that email. There's a system doing it. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're browsing on my website and you are looking at a certain product and let's say you don't. Uh, purchase it but you like come back a a couple of times like there are emails that like send and that trigger to you when people are offboarded for my programs like that process is fully automated being onboarded getting immediate access to things like those processes are fully automated so I feel like now like I built my business to the point where all I have to do is market it you know and then from there like the service of that that offer is automated. You know, a lot of yes. my a lot of my programs and things like I'm showing up just for strategy and everything else. I have no, my hand is not in it. Um, mm-hmm. I do have a I hired my best friend as like my director of operations, and I delegate everything to her. Like she looks at my calendar, she goes through my emails. If she sees something that she feels like I shouldn't be doing, she takes it. And I let her. She'd be like, oh, I can do X, Y, Z. I'd be like, you're right. Here you go. Um, <laughs> like, it's yours. May the Lord be with you because I'm good. You know, I've had my graphic designer for seven years. And I, I tell people all the time, like, I do not tell Ashley what to do. Ashley tells me what she has done. And then we move on, you know, like. <laughs> 
I am that same way when it comes to delegating tasks. Mm -hmm. Like once you find a good person, then you're just like, oh, just do it. Mm -hmm. Like I'll get back stuff and they're just like, oh, we want you to see if you approve these graphics in this text for, you know, doing it. And I'm just like, just assume it's already approved. Like go test it. <laughs> I don't get Listen. I'm not looking over something again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I feel like I, don't, I think that my philosophy about it, because my husband, he is always like, people just do whatever you ask or whatever. And I really operate from the spirit that like people want to show up and like help me. Because I, because I want to show up and help other people. And so I feel like... And they want to do their best too. And they want to do their best. So, and I feel like I can't ask someone to give me their best and then tell them how to give it to me. That doesn't work. And I don't like when people do that yeah. to me. And so I feel like because of that, it's like, you are the expert in graphic design. Brianka is not. Therein lies all of the delegation that I got for you. <laughs> like, well, so what we do is we do set up like a standard. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, this person, if they're onboarding, they don't have to ask you a lot of questions. Yep. It's this standard template of like how you talked about, you have your automated email. So there are automated email templates where we would set up and have those go out instead of you always writing them out. Yes. And there's like a standard of like, okay, this is what I would do for this process. And if you see something that you can incorporate or add to it better, at least you have a structural outline where you're not just lost or, you know, completely in the sand. Yeah. Graphic design is a little bit different because if you're not the graphic designer, you're like, go for it. I do feel like we do it to a certain process. So like there are, my business is pretty rinse and repeat. Like we do the same things over and over again. And I feel like one thing that business owners do wrong in their businesses, like they do the same processes over and over again, but they don't templatize it. So they're constantly mm -hmm. starting over from scratch. Nothing grinds my yes. gears more than wasting my time. And so mm -hmm. as we do things over and over again, I turn those into automated templates. So like as an example, if I write a blog post, right, I know that I have to do SEO. I don't have to write the blog post. I know the blog post needs XYZ graphics. I know that I'm going to have to repurpose a blog post into XYZ pieces of content. So if that's the case, then every time a blog post comes up, a ClickUp template should come up with all of the deliverables and all of the steps that have to be done in order to get this blog post from idea to execution. And so there in there, you see Brianka is going to find the SEO keywords and she's going to write the blog post. And then the graphic designer is going to do all of these things. And the director of operations is going to do all of these things. And then we're moving on. And like, we don't have to go every time I need to write a blog post and say, well, what happens now? And should we think about like, no, like we're not going to keep rethinking and re-strategizing the <laughs> No, ma'am. When the spaghetti sauce is good, you leave it alone. <laughs> you know, I love it. You have the right recipe. Don't keep adding in extra stuff. Just keep doing the steps over and over again. And that is exactly, I agree, 100%. That's exactly how you really, truly can automate and delegate effectively. Mm -hmm. So what I know you mentioned, you know, you have a nanny. Are there any other duties that you can delegate or automate as a mother? Oh, I believe that anything can be delegated or automated. So like as an example, we um, just uh, met with a financial advisor to be debt free in a year. And so we we met with her. We mapped out what that budget looks like. But you know who don't got time to remember 
to say put this money towards this Brianca. And so what Brianca did was Brianca took a calendar. I mapped out all the dates the bills are due, whatever, and I put it on auto pay. You know, and for me, like that is important because I that is a mental time that I could spend trying to remember when the bills are due or they could be paid mm-hmm. and we could move on. So we do things like that. We used to have like meal prep services. Um, we don't do them now, obviously, because our house flooded. But when that comes back, we'll do that. Uh, we Instacart groceries all the time. Like, and I have a list. So again, I don't like to rethink things. So if we go to Walmart every week and we tend to like eat the same things, why mm-hmm. do I have to remember what we need from Walmart when I can just literally have a note on my phone that says, when you go to Walmart every week, here are the things Pick up. Here are the things that you like from Costco. Like, and we just take them off and we move on. So we do that. Obviously, like our our cleaning lady comes. She comes on her own schedule. Like she comes every two weeks. She just texts us the Sunday before and says, I'll be there on this day at this time. I don't have to follow behind her. I don't got to run up behind her. I know she's coming. So we do that. I'm trying to think of like. Oh, Benji goes to the groomer. That's automated. Like, I think that's your dog. Mm-hmm, our dog <laughs> goes to the groomer. He has a standing appointment every three weeks. You know, my son is getting his f- first haircut today. He will have a standing appointment. I'm a standing appointment queen, baby. Like, I ain't got time to be going through booking and trying to figure out. Like, I really like for my life to just like run with as little decision making day to day as possible. You know, I lay out Brayden's clothes at the top of the week for his entire week. So that way, when I wake up in the morning, I don't got to fight with him about what he going to wear. I don't got to look through anything. There's a bar with the outfit. And if anybody wants to get him dressed, they know where to go to find the outfit, the socks, the shoes, everything. So I think it's like about automating and delegating. But I also think it's about creating the system so that way anybody can come and step into the place of you if if you need it. You said that so perfectly. I was going to ask you about wifely duties that you can automate and delegate, but I'm like, oh my gosh, that was just such a nice wrap up to everything of if you have a system, it is so someone else can step in if you're sick, if you're just tired, if you are exhausted or overworked, someone else can step in and do the same duties and not miss a beat because you've already had the system put in place. You can just hand over that template that checklist that, hey, this is where you go to find everything and you can wipe your hands clean and feel comfortable because that's part of the system as well. Feel comfortable that you have put it together properly in the way that someone else can follow it without you, without having to ask any questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the problem that a lot of people usually have when they're going to me with systems. It's like how I know I have all this in my brain, but how in the world do I get this on paper so someone else can understand it? instead of just kind of working all frazzled. But you definitely have that down pack with the organization piece and really making sure that you have it all mapped out. Yeah, I think it's a little OCD. My husband thinks it's a little OCD. But I I think for me, it's the only way that I am able to do all of it and be well. Because otherwise, I feel like you're anxious, you're stressed out, you're frazzled. 
because you're overwhelmed overworked you're overwhelmed you feel like you are the only person who can do it when the truth is that like people want to help you and support you they just need to know how they can do it i love that people do want to help and support you and so brianca if anyone wants to learn more about what you do and your services where can they go Absolutely. So they can follow me on social media at the Brianca Johnson, or they can visit my website, briancajohnson.com. And yeah, like, I mean, if you find my, if you find me from this podcast, like, feel free to DM me. I love to talk to people. I'm always in my DMs. But yeah, that's how you can find me. Thank you so, so much for coming on the show. It's been such a pleasure. No problem. Thank you so much. This has been an amazing episode of Do Less with me, Shanice Miller. Share this episode with anyone who needs this today. Leave a five-star rating and review. And remember, if you're an entrepreneur and you need to do less in your business, click the link in the description to work with me.